0: Welcome to Zihu Dav Simani, Mam Ram and today Rasechus Babakama, Dav Tzadizayin. The ninth parakel goes on 8 So the three Davs we're going to focus on. Number one, Rub ruled that an Eved is considered like land and cannot be considered stolen. This contradicts another ruling of Rub's. A HaAbdol Shel Havero, Va'asam HaMalach One who seizes his fellow's Eved and did work with him is puntered from paying for his use. Now, if a slave cannot be illegally stolen and remains in the master's domain, he should pay for its work, whereas if it can be stolen, he merely returns it as is. The Gemara answers that he worked at Shalob Malacha, not at the time of the master's work, so the master suffered no loss. This is like one who lives in someone's courtyard without his knowledge, where he's exempt from paying rent. The Gemara said that this exemption is unique to a dwelling, where the owner benefits from someone living there because an inhabited house is tended to, or because inhabiting it keeps destructive demons away. But why would the master agree to weakening a slave with additional labor? It answers that he benefits from a slave not becoming accustomed to leisure. Point number two, the mission in the previous Dove taught that if one stole a coin venistak and it cracked, he must pay its initial value. But if nipsal it became disqualified, he may return it to the owner as is. Rav Huna interprets cracked literally, whereby the Gazan acquires it with a shinui, And disqualified means Pisal to malchus. The government disqualified it. Rav Huda says that if the government disqualified it, it's tantamount to being cracked, and the Ghazan pays its initial value. Rather, Nipsal means that one province no longer accepts it as currency, but another does. Rav Huda challenged Rav Huna from the Mishnah, which taught that stolen fruit which rotted or wine which soured, which are similar to a government-disqualified coin, must be paid for and not returned. He answered, tamo There, its taste and smell have changed, so the Ghazan acquires them. whereas this coin is not physically changed. Rav a challenge reviewed from the Mishnah, which taught that truma, which became tame, and is similar to a government disqualified coin, may be returned to the owner despite being useless. He answered that the damage of tame truma is indiscernible, whereas Haka min kar here, the damage is discernible because the coin is recognized as invalid. And point number three, if someone lends his friend and fixes payment on a coin, and the coin became disqualified, Rav says, He must give him a coin that passes as currency at that time of payment, since he agreed to pay with currency. Shmuel says, He may pay with the original currency and tell the lender, go and spend it in Meshon where it's still accepted. Rav Nachman reasons that Shmuel's ruling is only where the lender is going anyway to Meshon. This is a challenge from the laws of Hillel and Shmuel's case is further clarified as where the governments forbid people to hold other currencies, but it can be transported to Meshon with difficulty because people are not searched for foreign currency. But if he's not going there, he cannot use it as currency for travelers from Meshon for fear of being caught. Rav for told Rava that if the authorities added to the coin, increasing its requisite silver content, he still pays with the same number of coins, even if they're now as large as a quarter cup. The G'more proceeds to discuss where deductions must be made to avoid ribbis, either from its increased buying power or its increased silver content. So once again, the three points are at number one. Rubb ruled that an evid is considered like land and cannot be considered stolen. This contradicts another ruling of "A Shel One who seizes his fellow's evid and did work with him is puntered from paying for his use. Now, if a slave cannot be illegally stolen and remains in the master's domain, he should pay for its work, whereas if it can be stolen, he merely returns it as is. The more answers that he worked at Shalobashas Malacha, not at the time of the master's work, so the master suffered no loss. This is like one who lives in someone's courtyard without his knowledge, where he's exempt from paying rent. The more adds that this exemption is unique to a dwelling, where the owner benefits from someone living there because an inhabited house is tended to, or because inhabiting it keeps destructive demons away. But why would the master agree to weakening a slave with additional labor? It answers that he benefits from a slave not becoming accustomed to leisure. Point to two, the mission on the previous dove taught that if one stole a coin, and it cracked, he must pay its initial value. But if nipsal, it became disqualified, he may return it to the owner as is. Rav interprets cracked literally, whereby the government acquires it with a shinui. And disqualified means bisal to malchus. The government disqualified it. Rav Huda says that if the government disqualified it, it's tantamount to being cracked, and the Gazan pays its initial value. Rather, Nipsal means that one province no longer accepts it as currency, but another does. Rav Husset challenged Rav Huna from the Mishnah, which taught that stolen fruit which rotted or wine which soured, which are similar to a government disqualified coin, must be paid for and not returned. He answered, There, its taste and smell have changed, so the Gazan acquires them, whereas this coin is not physically changed a challenge from the Mishnah, which taught that Truma, which became Tame and is similar to a government disqualified coin, may be returned to the owner despite being useless. He answered that the damage of Tame Truma is indiscernible, whereas Haka Minka Hese here the damage is discernible because the coin is recognized as invalid. And point number three, if someone lends his friend and fixes payment on a coin, and the coin became disqualified, Rav says, He must give him a coin that passes as currency at that time of payment, since he agreed to pay with currency. Shmuel says, He may pay with the original currency and tell the lender, go and spend it in Meshon where it's still accepted. Rav Nachman reasons that Shmuel's ruling is only where the lender is going anyway to Meshon. This is a challenge from the laws of Chil and Shmuel's case is further clarified as where the governments forbid people to hold other currencies, but it can be transported to Meshan with difficulty because people are not searched for foreign currency. But if he's not going there, he cannot use it as currency for travelers from Meshan for fear of being caught. Or Rav Chisa told Rava that if the authorities added to the coin, increasing its requisite silver content, he still pays with the same number of coins, even if they're now as large as a quarter cub. Gamora proceeds to discuss where deductions must be made to avoid ribis, either from its increased buying power or its increased silver content. All right, so now we go to Simundav design, and our standard Simon is a chess master. Chess, chess master. So here goes. The chess master thief who stole someone's evid to polish his chess pieces and was delighted he was put for paying for his use, had a pile of coins he stole on the table, which had since become disqualified by the government that he was going to return to the victim and repaid a loan with a coin he had fixed payment on, and told the lender, go and spend it in Meshon where it's still accepted. Once again, slow motion. The chess master, chess master, that must be more on duff. a design. chess, chess. The chess master thief who stole someone's evid to polish his chess pieces, and was the delighted who was putter for paying for his use, which reminds us, rough rule, that an evid is considered like land and cannot be considered stolen. This contradicts another ruling of Ravs Ba one who seizes his fellow slave and did work with him is patter from paying for his use. If a slave cannot be legally stolen and remains in the master's domain, he should pay for his work, whereas whereas if he can be stolen, he merely returns it as is. The Gemara answers that he worked at Shalobashas Malach not at the time of the master's work, so the master suffered no loss. So the chess master thief who stole someone's evidence to polish his chess pieces and was delighted he was putter for paying for his use had a pile of coins he stole on the table which had since become disqualified by the government that he was going to return to the victim, which reminds us, the mission on the previous stuff taught that if one stole a coin Venistok and it cracked, he must pay its initial value, but if nipsol it became disqualified, he may return it to the owner as is. Ravuna interprets cracked literally, whereby the Gazan requires it with a shenui, and Nipsol means p'sal to malchus, the government disqualified it. Rav says that if the government disqualified it, it's tantamount to being cracked, and the Gazan pays its initial value. Rather, Nipsol means one province no longer accepts it as currency, but another does. So the chessmaster thief who stole someone's evid to polish his chess pieces and was delighted he was putter for paying for his use had a pile of coins he stole on the table which had since become disqualified by the government that he was going to return to the victim and repaid a loan with a coin he had fixed payment on and told the lender, go and spend it in Meishan, where it's still Except, which reminds us, if someone has his friend and fixes payment on a coin, and the coin became disqualified, Rav says, He must give him a coin that passes as currency at that time of payment, since he agreed to pay with currency. Shmuel says, He may pay with the original currency and tell the lender, go and spend it in Meishan, where it's still accepted. So once again. The chessmaster thief who stole someone's evid to polish his chess pieces and was delighted he was putter for paying for his use, had a pile of coins he stole on the table, which had since become disqualified by the government, that he was going to return to the victim, and repaid a loan with a coin he had fixed payment on, and told the lender, go and spend it at Meishan, where it's still accepted. All right, so now it's time for four blood back, Daf the similar Daf is a train chugging along. So here goes. When the train conductor had a heart attack and died, train conductor, that must move on Daaf Gimel, a train chugging along. When the train conductor had a heart attack and died, right after asking Hashem to judge the train driver for being late, which reminds us Rav Khanan said Hamasur Din Ochavero, one who gives over judgment of his fellow to heaven, asking a Kajbalku to judge him, He's punished first for his own sins. Russian Rosh Hashan explains he's scrutinized to determine if he deserves to have his fellow punished because of him. We find that Sarai told Avram, Hamas Yalechum, my injustice upon you. Let Hashem judge between me and you. And she died earlier than Avram. So, when the train conductor had a heart attack and died, right after asking Hashem to judge the train driver for being late, no one noticed the gozel stealing smooth wood and making it into a coffin to sell, which reminds us, the ninth parakeh begins, a gozo eitzim ba'asam kelim, one who steals pieces of wood, and makes them into utensils, semer ba'asam begadim, or pieces of wool, and makes them into garments, mishal m'kishas pays their value at the time of the robbery. Since he acquired them with a shinoi, a physical change, he pays the original value and he keeps his stolen items. The mishnah implies that his earlier acts of planing the wood and whitening the wool, respectively, were insufficient to acquire them, which contradicts a Bryce's that one does acquire with these acts. Abai explains that the Mishnah discusses one who stole boards, which he assembled into a chest, or already spun threads of wool, which he wove into a garment. So when the train conductor had a heart attack and died, right after asking Hashem to judge the train driver for being laid, no one noticed the guzzling stealing smooth wood and making it into a coffin to sell, nor his accomplice acquiring wool he stole by whitening it, which reminds us. A teaches that one who whitens stolen wool acquires it. This contradicts a mission regarding ratios like gaze. And Rava says that both statements are Rabbi Shimon's but distinguishes between cleaning the wool by hand, which is insignificant, and cleaning through combing, which is significant. Daf Tzadi Dalad So the similar Daf Tzadi Dalad is a hunter. So here goes. The hunter, hunter, that must mean more of Daph Dalad. Tzad. The hunter who pointed his rifle at a thief to prevent him from making a bracha on wheat, he stole ground and separated challah on which reminds us, a Bible five to nine who hold, shinui bin Koma Umid an item which underwent a change stays in place and is not acquired. One of them being, Baleza Yaqub who said that if one stole wheat and made bread with it, then separated challah, he cannot make a bracha. In Zimavarach, almanites, this is not blessing Hashem, but blaspheming him to make a bracha over stolen goods. Rubber rejected every proof and said that in this case, a bracha is different because it's a mitzvah habah b'averah. So the hunter pointed his rifle at a thief to prevent him from making a bracha on wheat he stole ground and separated challah on refused to take illegally obtained money that a gazlan was trying to return to him because he knew his rabbi would not be happy with him. Which reminds us it was taught in the bris how gazlanim umavi b'ribes shehchiziru robbers and lenders on interest who attempted to return their legally obtained money in makabun mehen their victims should not accept it from them bah makabu mehen in ruach chachamim no and one who does accept it from them a spirit of the chachamim is not pleased with him. Rabbi said this was enacted in Rebbe's time because of an incident in which someone wished to return his ill-gotten gains until his wife warned him that if he would repent, he would not even keep his belt, which he stole, and he refrained from repenting. So the hunter who pointed his rifle at a thief to prevent him from making a brach on wheat, he stole, ground, and separated on refused to take illegally obtained money that a gozman was trying to return to him because he knew his rabbi would not be happy with him, but didn't turn away the children returning his high-powered binoculars that their father stole from him because of their father's honor, which reminds us, of a state in the Brisa that if a father stole and left his children, a cow, cloak, or any distinct object which would be recognized by the public as being illegally obtained, they are obligated to return it because of their father's honor. The Gemara wonders why they must protect their father's honor, for the Pasuk says, And a prince among your people you shall not curse, implying this is only when he acts according to the deeds of your people, but one who sins is not entitled to honor. The more answers is Bashachuba, the cases where the father repented before dying, but did not manage to return the illegally obtained item before he died. Dav Tsadi He So the Simmer He is at Sahal Tank Commander. So here goes. The tank battle, the tank. That must run Dav He. Tsahal Tank Commander. The tank battle between the thief returning a stolen sheep he sheared, along with the shearings, which reminds us it was taught in the Bracewood Mare says that if one stole a sheep and sheared it, or a cow, and it gave birth. He pays, means he returns it, its shearings, and its offspring. The Mura asks if a mare holds shinui does not acquire, so the robber does not acquire with the shorn wool, nor the born fetus, or although he generally holds shinui does acquire, he penalizes the robber to return the wool and the calf. So the tank battle between the thief returning a stolen sheep he sheared, along with the shearings, and the thief returning a stolen sheep with the wool that grew in his possession, which reminds us, in the same brace Rabbi Yuda says, Gezele chozeres be'eneho, the stolen animal returns to its owner, as is, without the shorn wool and calf. He additionally pays the value of the wool or fetus at the time of the robbery. Rabbi Shimon says we view it as if it was appraised and placed with him according to its cash value at the time of the robbery, and he pays that amount. Rozvid explains, Rav Gazelle explains, They argue about improvements which are still attached to the stolen item, meaning the animal grew wool or became pregnant in his possession. Rav holds they belong to the original owner, since he says the animal is returned as is, including additional improvements. Rav Shimon, who views the animal as if it was a praise that the robbery holds, all improvements belong to the robber who acquires them with shinui, even while attached. So the tank battle between the thief for turning a stolen sheep he sheared, along with his shearings, and the thief for turning a stolen sheep with the wool that grew in his possession was interrupted when a stepped onto the field to pay his brother with cash for his share in the improvements they made to their father's estate before dividing it, which reminds us, Shmuel said, There are three people for whom we assess the improvements they made to the land, osam and we remove them from their share in the land through a money payment. The first one being a Bechor pays cash to his brother for his share in improvements they made to the estate before dividing it, since the Bechor does not receive a double portion in the subsequent improvements. So, the symbol of Tzadi is a town crier proclaiming the king's commandments. So, here goes. The town crier, town crier, that must mean be... Tzadi Vav, Tzav. The town crier who bought a stolen bell and fashioned it into a long trumpet, allowing him to keep a share in the improvements, which reminds us, Rava said, "Gazal hishpiach If one stole something and improved it and then sold it, "Mashi hishpiach What he improved, he has sold. Rashi says in his first explanation, this refers to the partial share the robber acquires in the improvements, according to Rabbi Shimon. Rav inquired if the buyer improved the stolen article, if he also receives this share in the article, and concluded, what did the first sell to the second? Any right that comes into his hand. The buyer acquires all rights of the gazlan, including to acquire a share in these improvements. So the town crier who bought a stolen bell and fashioned it into a long trumpet, allowing him to keep his share in the improvements, blew his trumpet to alert the police that the thief was hiding behind a pile of palm tree logs he had cut from a stolen palm tree, which he did not acquire, which reminds us, of what Papa said, that if someone stole a palm tree and cut it down, even if he felled it into his own land, he does not acquire it because originally it was called a palm tree and now too it's still called a palm tree and not considered changed. Even if he cut it into logs, they're still called palm tree logs, and unchanged. However, if he made them into beams, he does acquire them. So the town crier who bought a stolen bell and fashioned it into a long trumpet, allowing him to keep his share in the improvements, blew his trumpet to alert the police that the thief was hiding behind a pile of palm tree logs he had cut from a stolen palm tree, which he did not acquire, where he was melting stolen silver coins into a bar and acquiring them, since remaking coins would be Panim Chadasho's which reminds us, if one stole a bar of silver and made it into coins, he does not acquire it because it can be returned to a bar. The slight differences in shape are insignificant for a bar of silver. But if one stole silver coins and melted them into a bar, he does acquire them because remaking them into coins would be chadashos. All right, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you want about the prohibition to cut a fruit tree? That's on Duff. Study off. Good number two. Which stuff do you learn that one who steals one's Evid who did work for him? He's put up for paying for his use. That's on Duff. Tzadi Zaining. Good number three. Which stuff do we learn about Raymire's opinion that a gazan also returns the shearings and offspring of a stolen animal? That's on Duff. Tzadi Hey. Good number four. Which stuff do we discuss? A gazan whitening and dying wool. That's on Duff. Tzadi Gimel. Good number five. Which stuff do we win the rub? holds that a coin that is nipsal means it is disqualified by the government to use. That's on duff. Good number six. Which duft do we learn that children return an item that their deceased father stole? they covered cavuda that's on duff. Good number seven. Which the learn if a Guslin stole a palm tree and cut it down into logs, he does not acquire them since they're still called palm tree logs, that's on duff. Good number eight Wish that the one If someone wants his friend And fixes payment on a coin And the coin became disqualified Shmuel says he can say Go spend it in Meshon Where it's still accepted That's on Duff Good number nine Wish that the one That one's humility Should not prevent him From asking for his needs Whether in Torah His livelihood Or claiming payment of a loan That's on Duff Study base. Good. Number 10. Wish that the one that once stole coins and melted them down into a bar, he acquires them because remaking coins would be Panim Chadasho's Baul Khan. That's on Dov. Sadi Excellent. That concludes This is everybody from Goldheart from you a Great day and great learning.